12 rows back, round 11 done and dusted, and you've got to say it was probably the AFL's dream scenario of around the old any given Sunday. It was upsets galore. Good luck to your tipsters out there because you wouldn't have got anywhere near nine, particularly Saturday. That was a turn up for the books. I'm still in shock at results for my beloved side. Uh, it was a yeah tipsters nightmare. And as I welcome Seb, how, how did you enjoy the chaos? Yeah, it was it was good watching, mate, for good viewing. Um, I think I mentioned over the weekend that upsets were possible for all teams, except West Coast and North Melbourne. They were only going to upset their fans, Tom. <laughs> I walked right into that, and I don't mind it. Uh, yeah, probably the status quo. I mean, you know, West Coast didn't get done by 100, so that might be a, an upset of sorts. That but... is a low bar. That's a low bar if your bar's not getting done by 100. Nah, they're probably not that bad, but they're playing at home. But... Uh... Look, if you if you love following your live ladder as I do, there were teams jumping multiple positions into and out of the eight, which you don't often see. So it, it was a just a fascinating round. It was. It was. There's a little bit of a log jam. Um, you've got three teams on 28 points, three teams on 24 points, three teams on 20 points. So I dare say if any of those teams are playing each other, it's a, at least an eight point, if not a 12 point game. You're on the wagon, and I'll I'll fully take that. Even though that was tongue in cheek, I will take that. So, you know, my uh, top eight done at round seven's taking taking a hit because we had the the crows crows were in last week, maybe just on the edge. Cats have dropped out. Uh, Frio, your boys, Seb, who we could get into. They they've come with a rocket and won an absolute beauty. Uh, yeah, that logjam on twenty eight. All three of those teams getting done. So just. The, the rich get richer or the good get even better. So Collingwood and Port Adelaide have just got a little bit little bit of breathing space uh, up top at the moment. Yeah, they do. They do. And um, they've got the powerhouses of the Eagles and the Hawks to come next week. So I dare <laughs> say they're both having another win. Well, I mean, yeah, beware the wounded hawk. As, as I learn, I don't know if we want to get into that. I'll, I'll question without notice. What, to you, was the biggest of the upsets of this round? Like, what caught you most by surprise? Hawthorne being St Kilda. Are you saying that for me, or is that genuine? No, that that's genuine. Um, the Giants had beaten the Cats their last two times down there. The Cats have got no midfielders. They're in serious trouble of hanging on and making the eight. Um Melbourne are not kicking goals, and Freo have found, dare I say, a purple patch. These are on um, fire today, aren't was, was Sydney Cart was, was that an upset Sydney winning? I'm told with the odds it was, but it was pretty close to even money. So, oh, I think that was a tip I might have got. I don't know if that was a, an upset. I mean, we'll, we'll get to the Blues, but I guess, you know, they, their fans expect them to win every single game by 50 points plus, it seems. Uh, so, that might be an upset. Um, and right, the, I, the Suns dogs was one I may not have seen coming as much, but similar ladder spots. Hawthorne, and I've been pretty vocal on this, Tom, are, are terrible, but they've got three wins and they don't seem as terrible as I have declared them. Well, yeah, like I said, I, I learned that firsthand. Um, some of these VFL boys have got some some toe. I mean, we yeah, we we let a couple of jets loose, and you don't win too many games when that happens. I'm dead set, Seb. The game from James Sisley on the weekend was the best game by a hawk in their history, and I'll stand by that. Dunsell kicked 17 one day. This game was better than that. Uh, I don't 
genuinely, uh, generally, Tom. sorry, steer into the shock jock stuff. But he had 43, 16 marks, almost 20 contested possessions. He just, he was a one-man show. If Tongue-in-cheek, maybe, but it was the best game by an individual this year. Okay. I, I, I can settle on this year <laughs> being an argument. I couldn't settle on best of all time. Um, nah, that might have been a stretch. That that was uh, that's where my head's at with that game. I'm still shaking my head. We 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 just are in a we're in a little bit of a rut, but we just struggle with a a player that plays that loose. We we just couldn't get anyone on him. He was unbelievable. Will Day is a jet. If you haven't, I mean, there's you know you got to go to the footy record for some of these Hawks blokes. Uh, there's a guy playing at fullback called James Blank. Uh, that that wasn't a typo. That's not a spelling mistake or anything. That's genuinely the bloke's name. I'd never heard of him, and he's. Well, he had four kicked on him by Max, so he probably can lower his colours. But otherwise, it was a unless you're a Hawks fan, that you'd be you'd be scratching your head at some of the names. But they they wanted it more, and they deserved that win. Yeah, they did. They did. It's look. It was a bizarre one that got thrown up, but um, it just shows that there is a fair level of of evenness through a lot of the competition. And look. I started to see signs of my own club. I didn't think we were going to upset Collingwood, their ladder leaders, but I can see a scenario where if we kick eight goals one and the other team kicks three goals 12 and we're in front, we get some belief in, and could upset someone, which I couldn't have seen after six weeks. Um, we well, that, that's good. Travelling poorly. So, um, yeah, I think West Coast might be in a class of their own just with their injuries. I don't know if they are upsettable at this point, although they've got their bunnies in the pies this week, so who knows? Yeah, that, that result, I still shake my head at that upset last year. Do you have them soon, Seb? Ruse, Eagles, when's that game? Uh, about round 20. Round 20, I've got to sit back for that one. But, yeah, I mean, that that's how I would have thought the Hawks would have beaten us, but it was actually, you know, we, we were, Jack Higgins could have taken an easy mark and put us 20 points up with five minutes left missed it and they kicked the last four of the game like they it, it was literally like we'd swap jumpers I, I swear like they we look like the the fidgety young inexperienced team and they look seasoned so yeah to the loyal Hawks fans that turned up good on you there weren't too many there but uh, the ones that were there got a famous famous win maybe the best in Mitchell's reign so uh, it's only up for the Hawks from here did you struggle with the jumpers there Tom Look, I've got to admit there was a lot of yellow. Uh, it wasn't too bad on the ice head because it was weird black on our back and they had yellow. So, I mean, I had good seats, so no issues there. But if you were up in the top, you would be able to tell them apart even in the fast pace of this game. So, uh, look, there's room for similar colours. It's just making sure that the majority is different. But, yeah, I, I did think there's a lot of yellow going around. So I'm not, I'm not biased. Uh, it wasn't ideal. Yeah, no, I thought it was a little bit of a struggle at times. Like yeah, it was that that we'll yellow in your jumper. Just if they're on the wrong angle, you can you can see it clearly. I know well, it, fall on deaf ears, but just an observation. No, look, well now you, we're seeing you know multiple versions of the awesome indigenous jumpers. So. You know, it was our home game. The Hawks could have come up with something that didn't clash, so that's on them. But, uh, yeah, look, good win on the weekend, but they've got plenty of work to do as a football club. Don't worry about that, Seb. 
off the field. Oh, there right. Is, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go Going there, but there. I'm just making Hawks fans that are that were messaging and dancing in the aisles that the yeah, there's still a long way to go uh, before relevancy. But hats off to them for this win. Uh, they'll celebrate for a long, long time. All right. Now we'll move on from the uh, St Kilda show to the rest of the <laughs> footy and and get into the winners and losers. Um, is there a bigger elephant in the room than Carlton's goal kicking? Yeah, it's got to be top of the list, doesn't it? That was, I mean, it's now season done. If you if you really want to do that, uh, and they've got no one to blame but themselves, I guess, for the goal kicking. What six fifteen? You can't, you don't win too many games with that. Seb, have you got some culprits in in mind? Well, there's two obvious obvious culprits, but um, one goal Harry- six. If you are talking the twin towers, well, the two reigning Coma medalists which is quite bizarre to say. Often the players who, and let's face it, Harry in particular has got the yips. Um, and I think the pressure yeah. of the club, had, uh, the club's performance has sort of come on to Charlie to sort of lift and, and carry the team. And he's now struggling under the pressure. But Harry's got the yips and it's dating back to late last year. He was, he was this was starting to creep out and now it's getting worse. Um, the, just, the irony is he's won a Coleman medal, so he can clearly kick goals. Yeah. You can't fault what he can do, but it's not like there there are technique issues and things that be can be corrected, but it's all mental. It's all above the shoulders at this point for me. And the Carlton fans, it, it's 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 hilarious. It's hilarious watching them. Some of the stuff I'm hearing and seeing, like like called into the radio and said. Oh, they're not showing any passion. I've smashed my phone. I've broken a glass. I'm showing more passion than these guys. And it's a bit like, well, hang on. That's just pure anger management issues, mate. Like, these players are trying their best. Don't for a second think they're not. Zoom out, right? This is what Carlton fans need to do. Zoom right out and actually have a look at the game as a whole. All right? Now, they've won just about every other measure that you can have on the field except for goal kicking. Yeah, um, true. Like, seriously, like they've 30 stoppage clearances to 18. They lost the center clearance to 7 to 13. They've, I was going to say slightly one contested ball, 144 to 143, but it's a win. Yeah, that, that, that one might be overstated. Sydney's contested ball numbers aren't great, so you'd, you'd expect them to win that or – you know, with their side easily, but yeah, give them that. So, I mean, that's an important one, but they, yeah, they They've did win that. A few more marks, one more contested mark, marks inside 50 or even. Um, the turnovers are about the same. Uh, eight more tackles to Sydney, Carlton, three more tackles inside 50. Like, it's all pretty similar, except goals 11 goals to six behinds, 11 behinds to 15. A couple of those behinds go through for goals, the scoreboard pressure, it, it, it changes significantly. Zoom out. They're doing a lot of things right. They're just not getting to finish off their work, which can be deflating and demoralizing. Well, I was <laughs> going to jump in and say, well, before you go, Seb, I was just going to say, like, I feel like it's all self-inflicted from from the Blues. Like, I guess, you know, they had a few soft ones early and then, <clears throat> you know, they've beaten up on the Eagles since then, lost to the Lions, lost to the Dogs, lost to the Pies, all teams, you know, top six at least. Um, 
but I just feel like this this pressure that they've put on them is all self-inflicted. Like they just need to go week to week. They're thinking if we're not a top four side this year right now, we're a failure. Like, I mean, yeah, losing this one hurts and now they're on the back foot. But I feel like that that pressure came from the media. Carlton didn't handle it well. It's grown into a, a genuinely large monkey on the back and they're playing like it. Like, you know, four and a half wins... Last week, if they beat the Pies, they jump into the eight. Like they're they're not that far off the mark, but they've just really shot themselves in the foot by just acting like they should be minor premiers and that they're not performing to that level. I just don't think that kind of the supporter you described is part of the issue. Like he's just got to be like, well, Carlton fans need to just yeah, like a like you've said, zoom out, hang in there. Turn turn it around. There's plenty of season left. They can str- if they can string a streak, then they're right back in the mix. But I just think there's just negativity on the club. There's voices about Voss whether he stays or not. That that ain't healthy. I guess good teams don't let this kind of stuff get into the club. So maybe it's just because, like I always say, Seb, they don't make modern decisions there. No, they don't, and that's that's exactly where I was going to go with that. In that, there like there's pressure. They, it feels like the players are feeling the pressure. They're walking on eggshells. They're not sure what to do or how to do it. And with footy, it's a great leveler. When you're right up, something will bring you straight back down to earth. And when you're down, you can certainly ride something to to bring you back up. Um, a good footy clubs you can walk into and you can't tell whether they've won or lost on the weekend. They're not carrying yeah. on if they've won or they're not really down in the dumps if they've lost. It's a game that happened. Compart- compartmentalize it, learn from it, move on. What are you going to do this week? I reckon it'd be the complete opposite at Carlton. And like, I guarantee you, there are calls about Michael Voss happening. Yeah, whether, whether they're I, legitimate, whether they should be, there'll be board members. They'll be having conversations. There might be smart board members shutting them down, but others will be having the conversation, and Carlton will be in the same spot they've always been. Um, with no one to blame but themselves with um, everything that's gone on. And, and the reality is they've got some of the pieces they need to succeed. Like they, they're, they're you know, much better shape list wise. than I think a lot of other clubs, but they're not getting the results. And that unfortunately builds a, a massive amount of pressure that, well, let's face it, they're going to cave to it. Exactly. So, I mean, the, the road here, you know, isn't exactly easy. They've got, the D's this week, Bombers, Suns at home, Hawks, who knows, Frio over there, Power, then they get the Eagles. So, you know, there's some there's some definite obstacles there, but, you know, the season's still got 12 games. That That's plenty of footy. Uh, what are they on, four and a half? You'd think they need to get to 13. So I guess, yeah, you're talking about winning or eight or nine. So that is a lot. But this little patch has just been, yeah, just Carlton's true colours when the heats come on. Uh, that they've wilted. And yeah, first half of last year when there was no pressure, Voss was fresh. They were loving life. And then uh, it's just this this finals monkey said that that they just, they can't cross that line to get there and it's it's weighing on them. The uh, F word, they should, you reckon? The F word. The F word. I, I don't, like, uh, I mean, Essendon have a won a final for 20 plus years, but uh, do you think, that's affecting them as much? Probably not. Not until they get a real sniff of it. Uh, they're in there now, so they might be getting toey. But, uh, you know, they they at least 
you know, that weighs on them maybe in that first final, but Carlton are letting it weigh on them before we've even reached the halfway mark of the year. So, yeah, plenty of work to do for the Blues. So, yeah, they're a definite loser. Who else have you got in the firing line? Have you got a winning winner for me? Uh, well, look, I'm going to fire at Sydney too, just while we're on it. They have beaten North Melbourne with an interchange infringement and then come up against the terribly travelling Carlton, and if not for wayward goal-kicking, would have lost this. They're yeah. sitting on five wins. Their season Still in the is mix not going. Somehow. Still no, in the mix. they're not. They're not. They're not. Let's be real about this, Tom. They're not in the mix. You did say that about Freo a couple of weeks ago, and are they back in the mix just quietly? They might be slightly in the mix. Okay, but, but Sydney, not... you're putting the line through. Oh, yeah, the line sits well and truly through them. Um, I just, I'm just not, I'm just not a believer in them this year, and and. They'll need well, to win. They'll need to actually beat a team and beat them well to show me that I should believe. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the percentage, what are they rocking at the moment? 101. So, that, yeah, that's not great. Uh, it, look, yeah, like we said, we're saying 13 is the line, but it might be 12 and a good percentage. But Their next yeah, game's that, Thursday night footy against the Saints in, in 10 days. Oh geez, they probably. I, me personally, I'm thinking they're going into that one favourites. I could be wrong about that, but uh, would that be enough of a scalp, Seb, if they gave us a touch up? Uh, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll what it'll take beating a top four side, maybe, uh, or a really good interstate win. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced. I I, I know uh, they just. I mean, their defence, as as we know, has taken a hit, but. Yeah, it's just that rawness in in the midfield. Um, you know, they, a lot of reliance on Luke Parker. I don't know if they've got that next wave of contested beasts. They've got a lot of good kids with a lot of pace. Uh, it's not often a problem you see. You do see midfielders that need that big body going in there. But they, I mean, yeah, sorry, you need the outside pace and not the, the big body. They're the other way around. So I guess there's something for the off-season. But, yeah. I mean, there was an easy kill and they got lucky. So I'm with, I'm with you. They've got problems all all over the park that they've got to solve. But yeah, definitely in that middle. Definitely. Um, who was the bigger premiership fancy loser on, on Saturday, Melbourne or Geelong? Uh, well, yeah. I'll... Yeah, it's a tricky one. I've got to have a think. I mean, Geelong don't lose too many at home, but I was stunned to find that the Giants have now won three on the trot against them down there. That's just hugely impressive. I think oh, it's... Maybe the Cats, because we think they're going to awaken from this slumber, but you can't let it go too long and you can't play, you, you know, the momentum in footy is huge. So, you know, they, we're talking premiership here. The Ds have sort of lost one and they're still in touch with the top four, but what are the Cats now? They're five wins and what top four at the moment is, well, seven. So they're, they're two games out of the top four. Um, I think that was probably the more concerning one, Seb, the Cats. Yeah, yeah, their early losses are starting to really hurt them a little bit. Make no mistake, they've got a lot of outs. They miss Duncan, Dangerfield, Guthrie, Guthrie his yeah. experience mids through the middle, um, and it's it's really hurting them. They are going to be a side that's going to be relying on that premiership pedigree and going, yeah, we can finish sixth or seventh and still make a push for that flag just based on how good we know we can be at our best, but. It's one of those, to me, it's like Richmond last year. 
Oh, we know the Tigers could win the flag. They've won three. They're really dangerous coming in from outside the eight. They're out, sorry, from outside the top four. They're really dangerous. They're going to be really good. And, well, they couldn't win a final. So I think that's where Geelong are going to end up, Tom. Yeah, I mean, we, we do. I know, like, the competition, you could argue, is evened out. But it the top four is, is massive. You, you really need to be there. Uh, you know, the Doggies 2016, which is getting old now, um, from seventh was a historical outlier that that's not the norm, but it is given every team hope. Uh, but you, you just need that top four, because even if you lose that first one, you're getting a home semi, uh, you know, which can have its advantages well, this is the thing, disadvantages, right? but this is the thing. So you say it's an even comp and, and it's getting more even by the year. Let's accept that to be true. If it's such an even comp, how well do you think you're going to go having to win four games in a row against the best sides? Because that's what you have to do if you finish outside the top four. Well, that's fair. If you're inside you fit- the top four, it's only three. A much that's- better chance. Yeah, and- but that, that's the advantage of finishing higher on the ladder. That's that's not an equalization method, is it? Well, it is because, well, it's not. It's just giving an advantage. I'm not, I'm not talking hit. equalization. I'm just saying if it's, let's say, one to eight, right? Let's say teams from one to eight are all equal, 100% equal. Who's more likely to win a premiership, a team that can lose one of the games and then go on to win the flag or a team that has to win four in a row? Yeah, well, the one that can have a loss up the sleeve. But the odds just say that, right? They're also generally the better sides. Call that gap closing, if you will. But just being able to either have that mulligan or have that week off and still be alive and go again is just massive. And because the teams have the premiership pedigree, we're giving them a a little bit of extra leeway. Um, Unfortunately, I think it's... Almost call it curtains for the cats in terms of winning the flag, Tom. I would almost Ooh. say that. Um, you'd say Joel Sell would retire at the right time, wouldn't you? <laughs> just, just uh, jumped off. No, yeah. Look, I'm with you on that. It just oh, the famous example, I guess, was what was it? The Swans 2017. You know, they they lost their first six, wasn't it? Got themselves back into the finals, and it's like, how good are the Swans here? They come, but you can't keep copping blows and it's not great when you you you're grinding every week i mean the cats now what sub 50 percent as they say in the nba you know that they're they're scraping and clawing it takes it it takes a toll uh you know we're saying they'll have some midfield guns to come back where do you sit on the continuity debate they'll have all those issues so it it's you can't just flick flick that switch i know teams have you know done that and we've seen that in the past that wave and momentum but it, it's not easy to turn on uh at times and and you don't want to be sort of having it flicker on and off it just doesn't it doesn't bode well so yeah um, I, I think well the cats for a start they're just trying to make the eight so i think that's that's top of their list and then they can think about that but yeah maybe the winning the premiership might be a stretch but look I, i've constantly wanted to see it seb and they constantly rise to the challenge so I'll give it to them. Uh, what did you think of the D's though? Because that that one still is juicy. Um, you know, I guess you said they've got attacking issues. They have, I, th- I think they still lead the. Uh, I'm going to double check this, but lead the points for column. Yep, they still do. So they can score. Uh, just Frio just match up well and have their measure. Where where do you sit? 
Are they really leading the comp in points for? They sure are. Uh, I mean, I think last week we did have a look. They have, well, they haven't played a real, real top-notch side just yet. Is that an anomaly? Well done, Melbourne. That's better than I thought. Um, I'm sure there's there's 140-odd points playing North Melbourne in there and things like that. They played West um, Coast as well. Yeah. So I'm sure that contributes a little bit, but uh, I'm actually very surprised to see that. They also have the best percentage in the comp, but against the better sides, they're not scoring. And this, this forward setup really doesn't seem to be working. Obviously, no Clayton Oliver is a huge, huge loss. Yeah. Um, but I think I think what I'm seeing, uh, yeah, they're struggling to get goals. It's up to Petrarca, Oliver, Gorn, right? Then you've got sort of May and Lever who are sort of sidekicks running the defense. If they're not having outstanding games, Melbourne are struggling to win. And now with Oliver out, it's highlighting that a little bit more. Um, what they've, like, I was told, I was told by many, Ben Brown, no, he's he's great. He's going to be a good player. He's this is that. He's this is that. He's not in the side at the moment, Tom. <laughs> you keep an eye on that more than most, but it, because I, I guess you know you, he leaves your boys, and you you want to, I guess, see how he goes. That's a nice way to put it. Uh, yeah, can't get a look in, and and they like Van Royen. He he's he's not doing too badly for them. Uh, you know, glimpse of the future. Um. I mean that 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 probably says plenty. They're going with the kid over him. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they play this the exact same, but I'm talking forward mix. They prefer a young raw kid over him. You would think so. I mean, I don't think they're getting enough out of Tom McDonald. Yeah, he was crucial when in you know when they had that run, but he's sort of started since. I, I don't know if he's had a great run with injury, but he hasn't really been able to put together. Oh, even a fortnight of consistency, let alone a month. Yeah. Um, Cosie Pickett and Bailey Fritch are really, really good, but in a side that's going to win the flag, they should be supporting acts. Fritch chipping in. He could get three, four, or five, but chipping in with them, Cosie Pickett doing what he does, creating havoc, slotting a couple, giving a few off, they're just not getting enough. And it's – look, I'm disappointed. Well, do you... Do you go to their smalls? Like, what do you think? You know, Alex Neil Bull and Spargo, are they getting enough? Because uh, Harms was more midfield, but he can go forward. Yeah, well, they they need to find some more avenues to goal. Ten. Yeah, it feels funny to say that when they're sitting up the top. I mean, who was kicking the scores when they were winning? I mean, do they need more midfield goals? All right, let's have a look at this. Let's have a look at this. Oh, they got to play the dogs when the dogs were still getting going and they've kicked 17-13, right? Yeah. Well, look, I'll hit you. I've got it here. So Fritch, 22, Pickett, 18, Cade Chandler, 15. So he's jumped up on the small forward. Uh, Van Royen, 14, Petrarca, 10, Spargo, 9, Ben Brown, 9, Neil Bullen, 8, Tom McDonald, 8, Grundy, 8. That's their top 10. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you sort of look, I mean, they're one. trying it's Harrison Petty up forward. I don't know what that was about either. I know he's been out injured, but they, they tried him up forward to as a uh, – I think they've got blokes that can kick goals. We know that. I just think maybe they just don't have, you know, the man, if you know what I mean. Like the bloke that is just going to be your key 
key position and then you've got blokes working off him, around him, underneath uh, for the crumb. Um, it's probably, I mean, they're going the spread. It's, I guess, what, what modern footy is about. You'd rather have five blokes kick one than one bloke kick five. But maybe, yeah, it's that bankable target that's hurting them, Seb. What do you think? Uh, def- uh, look, they're a bit of an enigma. I, I'm i doing this on the fly, Tom. You can tell how well prepared I, I am. We're both going off the fly here. They've kicked lots of goals, but I've just looked at it. They haven't kicked big scores against good sides, and they seem to be a way off the mark, right? So the Dogs is probably their most impressive one. They've kicked 17 goals. They went down to Brisbane but kicked 13-4. If you remember, that's the famous lights-out match, and they kicked six goals late or five goals late when the game was really done. Um, They kicked 21 goals against Sydney again, don't think Sydney are flying. 19 goals against the Eagles, say no more. 11 goals against the you know the powerhouse Bombers. That loss is starting to stand out a little bit more. Bombers are now in the eight. Uh, 15 goals against the Tigers. They're cooked. We knew that at the time, if you listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're loving that. 22 against North. Yep, training run at the G. I was there, the uh, Bird Poo Gate. Um <laughs> 13 goals against the Suns. They won that by five points. Suns not really flying. They've kicked 15 against the famous Hawks. Again, not really flying. They've then gone on. Well, they last week against the Power, they've kicked 11. And this week against the Frio Dockers, they've kicked 10. Um, look, but, I mean, a chance to get back online against Carlton. But yep. the home games against the interstate clubs are the ones that they're supposed to bank the points and go, look at us, here we go, we're Melbourne, we're coming. And they're supposed to finish at year 17 and 6 or something like that. Now they look more likely to finish 15 and 8, which, yeah, which is a difference the, between it, top four yeah. and, and fifth. And, and that's a big deal. That's a big deal for clubs, especially a club that hasn't won a home final in a long, long time. <laughs> I knew you. that is not bad given the COVID year. I don't mind that. Um, I mean, they've got credits in the bank. I, I think. How long do those last? Yeah, that's that's what I'm wondering. Because so, I'm, I'm starting to think I should just really. I don't have to record a podcast next week. I'll just bring out me in 2021 talking about Simple Simon. Oh, it's not... his job to pull these levers, isn't it? Well, no, it is. Uh, I mean, we've we've given a lot of airtime to Choco being the bloke that really does it. But yeah, it is, it is Goody, uh, and he should be doing it. I mean, they're not they're not. Yeah, I think we're holding them to those tickets, Seb. Like they're not a bad side. They are a good team, and they've won a lot of games. But I think we think. Well, I'm I'm saying we. I I think. You know, given the names on the list, you're talking about Carlton. The, the D's deserve that heat because their their names are off the charts. To have Petrarca and and Oliver underneath Gorn, like that's probably the best three comp ruck to two top two midfielder combo in the comp. So, I mean, yeah, anything outside the top four or even outside the top two isn't good enough. So we we do have them to a higher bar. I think I, I personally probably act and talk about them as if they're that team last year that was 10 and zip. They're not that team. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Like I'm going to keep giving them chances, but yeah, the, the tickets are running out and they'll run out soon. If they're, if they're sort of 
round 15, round 16, fighting for a spot in the four, that's definitely not good enough. And that could easily happen. Yeah. Yeah. The, look, Carlton this week, Carlton will be more desperate for a win, I would say. But I think the Demons are going to be pretty desperate too. And, and they need to be on. They don't want this to be the week that Charlie and Harry have their kicking boots on and they drop this one and suddenly it's it's looking at a bit of a slide. Well, they've um, got, after the Blues, they've got the Pies into the Cats down there. Um, so, and they won't beat the Pies, not the way they're travelling right now. Yeah, that's that's so, a bogey side for them. Yeah, the best of times, wasn't it? And then Cats down there, I mean, yeah, it is tricky despite what we saw on the weekend. So, um, I mean, after that, I mean, Giants, say what you will, say what you want about the Saints. And then they've got the Lions, which is at the G, and then Adelaide at the G. So, I mean, there's some tricky ones there. You, you'd that's think where they can stamp those. Their, that's where yeah. they can stamp their credentials. Um, but I'll be interested to see how they go goal-kicking-wise because I'm just – I just – look, I, I, this is what it is, right? And this may be unfounded, and you can tell me it is, and that's fine. When they really need a goal and the pressure's on – I don't see it going down forward, and they've got someone who'll, who'll take a monkey goal, or, or he'll crash That's what a ben pack Brown and have something happen. Oh, Ben Brown wasn't going to crash packs, but he he's was not capable hit. of a lot of that. Ben Brown, no, he's just a big, big, tall bloke. Um, <laughs> they look great when things are on their terms. Well, I mean, both of their finals last year, they were crying out for what you're saying. You know that that person to take the game by the scruff and, and win it with a clunk and a, a big goal from 45. They could have done with that against the Swans and against the Lions. They don't have it. Well, they haven't shown that they've got it. Max Gorn's the closest thing they've got to it, and he's yeah. obviously better as a, as a Ruckman. Um, look, I'm asking a lot of questions, and the reality is they're still in the top four with the best percentage in the comp, so maybe I'm being a harsh critic. But I just there's just something about it that says they're not there, they're not where they—they're not where I thought they would be at this point of the year, and maybe that's so, a harsh way to judge it. But that's—that's that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, so you don't trust them? Are they have they swayed into that sort of turf? They have, and they played an untrustworthy team in Fremantle. You got to remember, North Melbourne beat Fremantle in Perth nine weeks ago. <laughs> that's how quick the world changes. So, yeah. Um, you know, maybe if Melbourne got that Frio team, they win by 10 goals and, and we're not talking about it. But the next six weeks will shape the season. If they go three and three, they'll be 10 and seven, sitting around six or seventh. Yeah. If they go five and one, which they're also capable of doing, they're 12 and five and just need to to jag a few more to, to get right in there and set themselves up for a, for a, a big finals campaign. But yeah, any game, anytime teams like that lose games at home, especially against interstate sides, bit of a negative yeah. for them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm interested in your thoughts. Essendon and Freo, massive winners. Uh, Freo just dropped out of the eight, but they're basically out of there on percentage. I mean, are they, I mean, what percentage would you give both of those clubs to stay in the eight and make the eight? Uh, well, Freo, Freo. Freo have got to get to the eight. For me to give them that credit, Tom, you you've live laddered too much here. <laughs> they, no, they they were never in the eight. Uh, no, well, I mean, I was looking at it on Saturday. Night. That's what I mean. They, yeah. they, yes, like North Melbourne were close to top of the ladder, given we played the third or fourth game of the year. 
So, so you saw that, not me. So anyway, I'm just, uh, I'm just making a point here. Um, but percentage wise, what what are you giving them? Are they fifty well, fifty? Are they better than that? Worse? No, no. no I've said for a while now, Essendon will make it based on their pillow draw. Like it's yeah. it's a soft one. They've got North this week, which Essendon of the past will percentage boost like crazy in that game. Uh, they also get North again, Hawthorne again, and West Coast again. So, yeah, geez, what's there's so some you... percentage there if they can if they can play their cards right. Um, they've only got to jag a few others, and and they're they're almost in certainly. So, just based on their start, based on what they've been doing, you know, Brad Scott's got them humming. Love what he's doing. They're I think they're almost certain to stay in there. Um. Freo have got to rely on Adelaide and or Essendon losing. And or like I said to you, if there was a team that was dropping out, I had the Saints based on losing to Hawthorne. You're a distinct possibility. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I know uh, every Saints mention gets airtime, but I mean, after that four and zip, we haven't won two games straight. Um, we're, we're hanging on. So there, there's spots. Yeah, uh, that's I'm it. Just- yeah, and if you want I mean, to hear then... more of our Saints talk, go back to earlier in the episode for <laughs> the Saints talk segment. Um, but look, let's just very quickly: Essendon's draw, North Carlton by. You'd think they win all those; they'll definitely be yeah, favoured. Carlton game would be interesting. Yep, uh, Carlton will get up for it, but I think they would have them. Freo over there, the two Adelaide teams at home. I don't know why they're playing Port Adelaide at the MCG. That's not one. Um, yeah. Geelong down there, Dogs at home, Sydney at home, West Coast at home, North at away but home, Giants up there, Collingwood. They're, they're winning so, a lot of these so they, games. I, they don't have the Hawks in there, but um, do they have the Hawks? I no, I, did, Hawks I did. I thought I said they had the Hawks again, but, but anyway, they yeah. didn't. But they travel. Let's see how many times they travel. Once. They leave Melbourne once. For the rest of the year, that's 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 that an equalisation fixture. Oh, sorry, that is they unbelievable. Have, they have to go down to Geelong. Sorry, they have to go down to Geelong. They don't leave the state. They don't leave the state. Oh, sorry, Giant Stadium twice, but still, we're talking. In, to, there's twelve games. Twelve left games in the year, left. So they leave the state twice. Um, they, look, they're winning enough games to get in. I think I'm pretty confident I can say that, and I'm also. Let's be real. If I get let down by the bombers, so be it. I'll live with that. I can live with that. <laughs> I wouldn't mind hearing you if you are ever bitter about that, and I'm sure it comes easy to you. Adelaide are a little bit different. Given they're not in Victoria, they do have to travel a little bit more outside their own state. Well, did you, did you like their result? You liked the result over the weekend being the Lions at home. That I mean, It's, it's a win. It's a Lions away. I mean, I tipped Adelaide. I thought yep. Adelaide were winning that. Um I, th- I just thought by resting Taylor Walker last week, they said dogs in Ballarat, no thanks. Lions yeah. at home, yes, please. Um, they're still they're in a position to be doing that kind of stuff, but good on I them. I wouldn't have thought so, but if you said we're going to rest Taylor Walker at some point in the mid- midway through the year, you'd rest him on a- an away game and bring him in for a home game. Well, yeah, you're not taking him to Ballarat, I guess, are you? That's, that's just what, well, that's what I would do. Um, look, Suns in Darwin... West Coast at home, right? Then they've got the bye. You yeah, think win, they, win they win both, both of those, those? Win both of them. Suns is probably a toss-up, but I don't think the Eagles really want to travel. 
Um, I feel like the Eagles are that side where, you know, if this was in the ammos, they'd just be sort of getting ready to shut up shop on the year and just just mail it in. Like genuinely, no, nah, we can't field a club anymore. Like let's just call it. Like that's how that feels. Um, after the buy, Collingwood at the G, North at home, Essendon in Marvel, Giants at home, Melbourne at the G, Showdown, Suns at home, up there in Queensland with the Lions, Swans at home, over there to play West Coast. Yeah, that that, that actually just without looking at it in depth, instinctually even sounds better than Essendon's. Better, you reckon? Slightly, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Like, well, e- Eagles twice, I guess. E- Collingwood, is handy. They got the Collingwood Melbourne, Brisbane, traveling to play all those three. Yeah, that's tricky. I Wouldn't guess. Enjoy but... that showdown return. Traveling to play Essendon. I'm going to start throwing Essendon in the mix. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they can win enough games to hold that spot, but they would be a little bit more shaky for mine. Well, I mean, like we saw, I mean, yeah, if they're, they're going to, I guess, flirt with the form or, or rest players for certain games and, and whatnot, do they They don't go back to Ballarat. But, yeah, look, I mean, you should have a look at the Saints. I know we don't want to talk about them again, Seb, but oh, I mean, no, we, we, can we, we, we could can be up for grabs. I mean, time. we've 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 got to hold a spot. We've, you know, I was sitting here pretty on two-game break and now it's, it's down to one game and percentage is going to be huge. So, um, I mean... Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. We're talking about teams traveling, are we? No, we, so, we've had a cushy run to start the year. Don't worry about that. You've got a you've got a week off, then Thursday night in Sydney. Richmond at the G, Brisbane at home. You travel to Perth. Well done. Melbourne at Marvel. That's a good spot to get them. You like them at Marvel. Um, the Suns at Queensland, Heritage Bank Stadium, which I can only assume is in the Gold Coast. Then you've got... You got you got a tough run at Marvel coming here. North Melbourne, Hawthorne, Carlton, Richmond, Geelong, all at Marvel. Yeah, all at not, Marvel. That's not bad. And then you go up there to play Brisbane. That might be the one that seals your fate, Tom. You might need to win that to stay in. Who knows? Yeah, it's true. A, it's, it's that's actually not bad because we've, we've we've played a lot of footy in Victoria to start the year, so that, that's actually not bad. I, I look. I thought our start to the year was great for the fans and games I could make it. That's not a bad back half to the year, but I mean, we predicting a lattice head as we learn at the start of the year is a fraud oh, exercise. But you, you think impossible. there's, I mean, Freo, the Cats, yeah, you put the line through Sydney. The Suns are on five wins. You, we probably put the line through them because you cannot trust them. Um, they're going to need to get it on some runs because I mean that. They're helpful draws for those teams. You would you would think at this point, based on what we know. Yeah, I, I th- the fixture will come down to it, and people whinge and people say they don't like having you know an uneven fixture. Well, the reality is, unless you can get 34, 34 games, soon to be thirty six in, you just you'll never get it. So accept it for what it is and say, yep, these two teams might make it, but they're probably not as good as the top four. Um, and see what happens, but I well, yeah, it, those it, draws it, have them in. It just shows, it, it, yeah, exactly, and it just shows how how helpful those early banking those early wins are. Uh, you know, it, it's nicer to win your first four or string together three and and sit pretty and 
have the advantage of being in the eight rather than chasing your tail and, and putting all your carrots in trying to get back. So, I mean, we'll cover it, Seb. We absolutely love footy and we'll be there doing it. Can we get to your pyramid? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Tom. Love a good pyramid. Uh, so Collingwood are at the top. Doesn't change. I'm not changing that off the back of one. Well, you saw them live today. I mean, did it solidify them as number one? Did you like what they, I mean, you wouldn't have liked what they did against your boys, obviously, but did they strike you as a as an easy premiership favourite? Are you watching them today going, yep, there's going to be medallions around these blokes next? No. I, I have them still as a clear favourite. They have kept winning. We cannot um, deny that. And they are the team to beat. They're the benchmark. Um, I can tell you a few things about Collingwood, Tom. And, on or off field, Seb? Well, I can probably tell you plenty off, but let's just look at on field for a minute. <laughs> um, Dugowie is their best player. He is a difference maker. Everyone talks about Dacos. And I'm not taking anything away from Dacos, but Dugowie's the one driving this team to be great. And he is the one that would scare me the most, and he is the one I would tag. Dacos, yeah. So, well, so he had well, he had plenty of it today. So you saw that firsthand. Um, what a bit, it, yes, the stat sheets say he had plenty of it. He was not getting it and carving us up. Um, they've done a great job of getting him in spots to use it. He's had thirty-two. He only had twelve to half time, and the game was finished at half time. He's had a <laughs> lot late. Um. His metres gained were down, 337 metres gained to Dugowie's 589. Um, kicked a nice goal. He actually had some stuff that I'm told was un-Dacosian. Um, wasn't using it as pristinely as he used to or it has in the past. His, his brother played better today, Josh Dacos, with the three the three goals. But but Nick gets plenty of the ball and gets the accolades. And, and I think the most underrated thing of what Nick's doing is he's taking all the limelight and all the pressure and everyone's looking at Dacos and how many Dacos done and what's Dacos doing? And he's not that good and it, oh, he's just getting cheap ones and Dacos, Dacos, Dacos. Okay, Dugowie's having a great year. Tom Mitchell's been a great recruit. Pendlebury's playing game 367. Um, Isaac Quainor, I'm told, won the most one-on-one, sorry, has got the best one-on-one contest winning percentage rate. Jeez, um, so that, that came from a Collingwood fan, that stat, surely. Yeah, well, I didn't make it up. Um, you've got Josh Dacos running around doing great things off a wing, but his brother's more famous than he is. Um, there's just so many so many things like that that are happening around the club, but the focus is just Collingwood and Dacos. And I think it's actually really helping them the way he's holding himself and carrying himself because he's doing a great job. Um, and I'm not... I'm not faulting him. I just didn't see him today as being this damaging run and carry player. Um, we're talking premiership pyramids. I did notice Jack Zebel had four or five turnovers directly to Collingwood that resulted in goals. Three, Two of Josh Dacos's three goals were Jack Zebel kicking it to him. We kicked one directly out in the full from three metres from the boundary line, and then he kicked another directly to him at centre-half forward. I'm happy to open you up about Jack Zebel, but yeah, that, no, I just that had to get it in. stats. Clearly, Jack Zebel, we're not talking about premierships here, are we? They're, true. They're top of the period. I mean, you again, you saw him today. Uh, 
I mean, do they have the forwards? Does that does their we we sort of ripped Melbourne for it? You know, they don't have that one key. They do like the spread. Are you concerned about that in any way? I mean, relying on my check, no, so, for example. So here's here's the way I read Collingwood is, I don't think their best is the best in the competition. But their consistency of being so close to their best is clearly the best in the competition. Yeah, that's a good way to. That's actually yeah, that's pretty well worded. So when I look at up and down, I look at what they're doing. There's not one player who I'm like, oh, we can't counter that. What do we do? We don't know how to do. When I say we, I'm talking in general, not North Melbourne, because we clearly can't. Um, but they, Craig McRae has gone what will now start to be called the new route when you're looking for a coach. It, it was premiership pedigree and everyone's working out that doesn't work as well as it might look on paper. It's now going to be how well can the coach get the players feeling and playing. It's yeah. just about, and like, duh, Carlton, if you're listening, duh, you want the coach to get the most out of the players. And how do you do that? Well, he doesn't need to show he's been the premiership coach in the past. He just needs to build the relationships and get the most out of them. And that's clearly what he's doing. There were times where they'd handball over the top and there'd be someone, quite often it was Meyercheck with his three goals from three metres out. Um, he'd be kicking a goal from the goal square. There'd be another Collingwood player running to him ahead of any North Melbourne defenders. Yeah. So even if Checkers wasn't there, there'd be another player there getting the kick and kicking a goal. That's how hard they're working and playing for each other. They all know where everyone is at all times and they're just winning each contest for their teammates. It, it's clear. It's great to watch. Um, you got to sit back and take off the Collingwood hatred goggles and just enjoy it because that's what it is. Um, but if you're able to, you know, if you're able to start picking them apart and moving it and doing things, we hung with Collingwood for fair stretches of today and we made some disastrous turnovers. Like I'm talking turnovers 40 metres from goal in, in, in yeah. their forward line handballs directly to them in spots where you just you wouldn't handball but we did it and they just punished us we lost by five or six goals we should have been a percentage boost for a team that was really like uh think all right i'll do it i think st kilda of 2009 um st kilda of 2004 if you're playing a bottom four side, you're winning by 80 points. No matter what, you're just momentum, one after the other, goal, 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 goal. And you were, well, those years you were 10 and 0, whatever. They're 9 and 1, 10 and 1, whatever it is, big difference. They're not doing that. And I don't know if it's, they can't, they're not trying to. They flicked off the switch like late in the second quarter and didn't flick it really back on until 10 minutes to go in the third quarter. And they half went home in the last quarter. It's yeah, not a it's... side that's super hungry for a flag. And that's not me. That's, that sounded probably more negative than it should. I don't mind that they pull the foot off the gas because you don't want injuries to players. Like, still Sidebottom hurt himself early. Can you imagine if that was in the last five minutes of the game? Like, what's the point? Stay yeah. out of the contest, man. Get through healthy. Um, they've got competitions for spots. That's going to be a big thing pushing them forward. But, yeah, if you get someone who actually you know, cared about his game and wasn't thinking about his contract playing on Mason Cox. Cox is a not that big a deal. But we had Ben McKay who was just off of the fairies today. 
Um, you got Ash Johnson, who took him a while to get going playing on Jack Zebel, who can't jump over a piece of paper. I've waited for that one this year. Yeah, look, I'm with you. Yeah, it's a good point, actually, that putting teams away, because I guess, you know, we were spoiled if you think of the Geelongs and the Hawthorns. They really knew how to put the foot down, and, and I guess in that way they scared you. I guess this Collingwood team might not scare you because you might be in the game. You might be in touch. You know, they'll probably get you if it's close or if it, you know, ramps up a notch, but... Yeah, it's a good point that they yeah they can get to their best a little bit or well, close to their best better than any other team and I mean that's all you got to do and it's banking wins but yeah it's yeah we got to see this formula hold up in finals so I know that that's what it comes down to Seb and and we'll see I mean last year wasn't a great test in that they lost a couple of close ones um, whether that was just the you know the age of the group but look they'll they'll hang on to that number one spot but. I just thought I wanted to to pepper you about it, given you saw them firsthand. Yeah, and I'd be like, I've got them at the top of the pyramid, which is where this all started. Um, yeah, I know. we went down a road, didn't we? And I, I'd expect them to be in a prelim final where, as we say, anything can happen. But if they go into a prelim final, like, what what, what are they going to finish? 18 and 5? You'd say oh, 16 and least. 7 at the worst. That would yeah, that would almost be a disaster from here. Yeah, they'll be better than that. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Well, yeah, sixteen and seven is pretty much what's well, that six and six. Yeah. So yeah, you think they're going to go eighteen and five, which is eight and eight and four. Um, I'd still, I still see them coming up against the dogs and the dogs having the the Fords to stretch them and, and work around things and the midfield to match them and and win some footy and. <laughs> North just didn't have a counterpunch. We were winning clearances on the day. We just didn't – our clearances were awful. we just kick it high and long. If you're a team that can work through that a little bit better and move it around, you might be able to start picking them apart. Um, you got to think, like, that was an unbelievable win against Adelaide off a short break. That could have gone either way. Like, there are little yeah. things like that that just – they've got – they're not as under – they're not as invincible as a 10 and one side should be. Not should be, often is. Often is. Should be is probably a bit harsh. Um, next rung of the pyramid, as I said, this is where we started. Brisbane, <laughs> Brisbane and Port have not moved. Um, I need yeah, to see. Despite the loss, you keep the Lions there. Oh, I yeah. guess every every team on this pyramid probably had a loss over the weekend almost. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think pretty well, much. Apart from the pies, but yeah. Um, or the power obviously had a good win, but yeah, you're keeping the lines. Well, the power didn't have a great win, did they? Oh, it was wet. It was wet, I imagine. Um, we were at Marvel in the nice civilised state with a roof. Um, now, look, I, I keep Brisbane there. They lost to Adelaide. Adelaide at home are good. Um, didn't Weren't embarrassed, and, and if not for some bad kicking, it, it's a very different looking last quarter. Um but yeah, they are the, yeah. they're the only team to beat Collingwood, so that's still got to stand up for something, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you said Adelaide are good at home, Brisbane are good at home too, but uh, yeah, it's I mean, if they yeah, they can, but that final will be played in Brisbane, yeah, get the likely, final, so that'll be huge for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, do they really have the wood against Collingwood, which yeah, maybe hopefully we see some of that later in the year, um, 2002 2003 grand final rematch, Tom. Yeah, excited. Big, absolutely. And yeah, look, yeah, you got to leave the power there. They did what they had to do. I mean, Richmond, I guess, 
came at them. I've got quotations for those listening. Um, you know, they, 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 they would look, I'll give them a pat on the back for winning at the G, you know, they, they, I mean, they play Collingwood a good side there and got smashed, but they don't often go there and play too well. So, I mean, Richmond had patches, which they've done all year. Hats off to Tim Taranto, who's a one-man show for them. I mean, they would they'd be in that bottom clump. Well, they are in the bottom clump as we they speak. Are. But... They are, and they've still got him, and their pick's gone. So I don't know really what it's achieved other than keeping them slightly out of the real mediocrity. Yeah. Who would win right now, actually, if the Hawks played the Tigers? Seb? Do you... Who like just blind tipping in that one? Who would you go with on where's current it, form? Where's it being played? At the G. Richmond. And Hawks win at, at Marvel. Well, it would be at the G. It's t- it's both their home ground, so you'd think oh, it'd be at the G. Get them in Launceston, Hawthorne. They probably <laughs> oh, yeah, wouldn't true. take Richmond to Launceston, but um, if if you said Launceston, I would have said Hawthorne. Um, they won't get Richmond down there, but. Um, yeah, I think I think they'd be going better than better than the Hawks. Um, well, what am I talking about? Everyone's going better than the Hawks. They're, they're garbage. Um, yeah, that's why. That sorry, stinks, I just had to anyway, just yeah. had to throw that in there for for the Hawks fans who I know they hate me talking about them. <laughs> them. Um, uh, what about the next run? Uh, so the dogs stay. Melbourne, despite the loss, you you you. Is that it? They wiped yeah, that one. The Suns. At, I, I give know, them Darwin. Or, sorry, in the Northern Territory. Where was that? That was it. How TR, many finals are played? Yeah, it was. How many finals are played up there? Yeah, true. None. Um, and the dogs were doing this. They were putting exercise bikes in the sauna, and riding on the bikes in the sauna in the lead up, and then they were playing, training with the balls in the dish, uh, dishwashing liquid. You know, making them slippery and doing all this garbage, to then. <laughs> Just yeah, just spare me. Just focus on the footy boys. Just well, you know, you're speaking like the coach footy. you were back in the day. Uh, yeah, you you don't you don't um, like the gimmicks. Yeah, so I'll oh, completely write that one off. But I'm not. Yeah, don't have to worry about being an expert playing up there. Not too many finals will be played up there until we get team number twenty, which should be a, a Northern Territory team. Um, and I've I've snuck Adelaide in, Tom. They Jeez. do move up for beating Brisbane. Geelong, no, no. Wow, they've cats off the pyramid. That's big. Yeah, that is I, massive. I didn't oh, look, tell I, you the I, full I, pyramid, but I didn't really tell you there like was it. a change that you'd like. And uh, yeah, cats out. Too old, too slow. Goodbye. They're done. <laughs> oh, I really want you to be right because yeah, like I've said, they they do find a way to get themselves back in there. But look, yeah, they're playing good footy. The Crows, they're doing what we or what you in particular thought Freo would do, and they're just finding a way to win at home. So now they just got to pinch a couple of those away games, maybe a softer team. I mean, they got the Hawks down there. That that was one. Uh, they just need a couple more soft ones, uh, you know, in in Victoria mainly. Uh, and, and yeah, they'll, they'll be right there. I mean, yeah, they've, they've got an attacking flair that is exciting to watch. Uh, and I mean, it's a team full of no-namers, but they're getting the job done. I'm learning the name, Seb. Don't worry about that. Yeah. They, uh, look, it took me a while to learn who their captain was. Like, they're a genuine no-name side. Um, But full credit to them. Like, full credit. The rebuild is on track. Uh, stunning. They've It's stunning they've had to rebuild from the year Richmond won their first flag. And now they're sort of on the up, and Richmond are in, were in denial about where they need to be at, and now they're going to go full rebuild mode. You would think. 
Um, yeah, well, it, look, it's, it's just it's, an interesting timeline because it's not as though Adelaide were up for 2014, 15, 16. Like, yeah, they might have yeah. played a final series or something, but they weren't up, up, up. And then 17 was the last year of it. Um, but yeah, I, I've got them in, Tom. I've got the Crows got them in. in. So well, they they give hope to the quicker rebuilds if you are talking timelines because I mean yeah I mean we put Carlton and Melbourne for staying down there you can get caught up in it so the quicker you can get out the better and just shows the importance obviously as we know of getting those decisions right so yep and the it, crows it, are in there if we had an official next rung it would be the Saints Bombers Freo and the Cats but right so we don't just, they're not on know, the pyramid you've just Sorry, extended boys. It. Uh, no we'll go with that. Uh, what do you like in the next round? I'm having a look. So there are uh, four teams with a bye, Lions, Dockers, Saints, Swans. So less games this weekend, which I'll miss. I, just off off the cuffs there, but I don't know why we can't have like one bye round with everyone having a week off. Give something airtime, probably community footy AFL, if you really want to help the grassroots, give that some airtime. Uh, it's spread over four weeks this year. That That's just poor for me. That That's just my two cents on that, Seb. I, I don't like buy-arounds. Uh, but so what would you do? you just have a whole week off? One week off. And this what week. Happens? Uh, what yeah, happens this week? Like mid-season draft? Yeah, mid-season draft. You, you could give... Season trade period? They'll probably steer into that. I, I hope they do it and they do it properly, not with all the little tinkering rules. Uh, just just let it do its thing. Um, you know, that, I mean, they'll find a way. They know how to fill airtime. We've heard trade radio, so they know how to stretch a concept. Um, there's plenty they can put in this week. Um, you know, I don't know if they still do it. The old, you know, VFL versus Sandful versus Waffle. There's plenty they could put in there. They could just say, look, go to your local team or, you know, go with your family to, yeah, whatever's local or put it back on the community. I know that probably doesn't rake in the dollars like they'd like, but. Can I know, ask take... a serious question? Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm head of Channel 7. What, what are you giving me for my Friday night broadcasting slot from 7.30? Like, what do I get to broadcast? Yeah, well, that that's yeah. I mean, that's where the money comes. What, for the what game. are you giving I can't me? Get, I can't give Williamstown versus Glenelg. No, no, I'm not talking that. I'm talking. Well, I mean, yeah, you're not going to put like the the best of the VFL versus the best of the Sandful like a rep game. I'm talking uh, in that slot, probably not. That screams Saturday Arvo, but I don't know. Probably nothing. I can't really offer you anything. So that's where it's falling down. Look, if you if you don't like uh, look, I don't but like buy rounds. This is just a so... fair reason why they wouldn't do that. I, yeah. I I tend to agree, and maybe not the cold. Maybe split it over two rounds. Four weeks is a lot. That's a three was annoying as as is, and they've made it longer. So yeah, maybe you go two rounds of it, Seb. Or well, you have a marquee game, have one game, or have two games: a Friday night and a Saturday night, and then the rest of the next week. Because we've seen on Sundays, sometimes you don't even get just, a game just, on free to wear on a Sunday. Well, and you won't with the buy rounds. But let's just let's just think about this, right? Uh, there's a three twenty Saturday game, Sunday game missing, and there's I'm going to say it's a two ten Saturday game missing. Yep. Assuming this round has no Thursday night slot, because normally it's that two ten one that comes out. That means for all you precious football fans, you don't have overlapping games on Saturday afternoon or Sunday. 
That's what you keep asking for. Why do we have games that overlap? It doesn't work. It makes no sense. So I'm not seeing a big loss having seven games versus nine this weekend. Next weekend's a little bit of a different story because you've got a Thursday night game and you've got a Monday game. Again, no overlapping slots. In fact, none. Actually, there's Thursday, Friday, then you've got back to back to back Saturday and then back to back Sunday. Um, the Sunday night game, Carlton Essendon. Yeah, I was going to say a Sunday night game. I'm looking at that. What the hell? There's only one bye, but this is, goes over. Only the Suns and the Cats have a bye. So it's a, they're experimenting here. The following weeks where you really start to lose them, just the two games on the Saturday, no Saturday afternoon slot, but again, no overlapping games. And then round 15, which is the last of the bye rounds, same setup. I don't know why they have Thursday night games through the buys. That's probably my biggest question mark, um, but only two games on the Saturday and the Sunday, respectively. I I, I don't really mind it. We, we're going to have a team with a buy every week from 2027 with Tassie in because you're going to only play nine games and one team will have to miss out. So... Look, that that that's preferred because I guess it's you. You just want to something. It, it, this part of the season just loses momentum, and it, I feel it loses fans' interest at this point of the year. Like the diehards, like you and me, will watch whatever, but the season as a whole gets out of these buys, has about a month where it tries to get it back, and then it's the finals is in the air, and you get a little bit more buzz. But I feel like it's just. It, it peters a bit this part of the season, Seb, and they've they've made it worse with four four bye weeks. Can I tell you how I think they need to get better at that? Shorten the season; it's too long. That's why it peters out halfway through. Half the teams are playing for nothing; the others are playing for something, but don't want to get hurt, and you end up with games with not a whole lot of, of interest in them. Yeah, look, I. I think I don't. Well, we've said it a few times. Every team should play each other once in a rivalry game. You get eighteen games. You know, probably higher quality. Um, you lose all those games. You know, the, maybe the tanking talk ceases. I don't know that 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 one's a different debate. But yeah, it it just uh, maybe maybe I'm of the perspective, Seb. The the rare variety, just like you, we we're obsessed with this game and we want as much of it as we can at all times. So any 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 less is unacceptable. Maybe we've got that mindset, but I think there's room to get creative and do it better than they're currently doing it. Um, oh, no doubt. That's that's an AFL mandate. You can always get better yeah, um, than absolutely. what the AFL is doing. Games we, we like. Yeah, like, we digress. We've been doing that a bit uh, this week. There's there's that much to cover. This is a brilliant game. That's why we do it. Um, Friday night, you can't go past that, surely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching a, a eight goals or seven classic. <laughs> Might probably be raining. Charlie Charlie kicks two goals, six. Harry kicks three behinds, four out in the fools. Actually, if they get that many shots of goal... They're probably going to win. Like Melbourne, yeah, probably do have that. a good defence. Um, like it, it'll be a defender's dream, I reckon, watching that game because both teams seem to struggle going forward. For me, sorry, D's fans, the numbers do not back up what I'm saying, but I'm going to keep saying it. I'm, I'm not I'm, like I'll, I'll tune in because that's what I do. 
but I'm not yeah. sitting here going, ooh, that's juicy. Who's going to win? I don't know because all I expect is Melbourne to grind it out, win by a couple goals. It could be five, could be two. And Carlton are still sitting here on four and a half wins and the world is still ending at Ligon Street. <laughs> That's, yeah. Well, I couldn't have said it better, so I'll leave it at that. But apart from that game, it doesn't but, scream another must-watch game. I mean, we have a rare scenario here where we do have 18th versus first. Uh, so there might be records are tumbling if Collingwood take that one serious. I mean, we have second versus 16th. Uh, although the Hawks did get the power over there last year. Look, uh, Port dogs, win that. Yeah, Port, Port win do that. win that. Collingwood dogs, Cats, win. actually, I might have underrated that one probably because I was close over the Cats being 10th. Smash them. Your, well, I mean, yeah. yeah, their midfield is high quality. I, I would the love to see have 48. <laughs> I would love to see that too. Uh, the Tim Taranto Cup on Sunday, that's probably one for both sides of the fans. And then the old... Oh, uh, surely Jacob Hopper Cup. Yeah, Jacob Hopper Cup. Uh, Jacob Tom Townsend Lynch. Cup. No, wrong side. Wrong side. <laughs> no, yeah, you, yeah true. Uh, I mean, and then your boys against Essendon. That that one's more of a personal one. You're probably looking forward to that. And, I mean, if you get anywhere if near there's... winning that one, there'll be cousins and family that, that hear about it. If there's uh, one game we can win this year, I want it to be playing Essendon. Yes, <laughs> that's a fact. It's a fact. I'll not shy away from it. It is true. Look, we I'm taking the wind out of your sails here, but we should do a segment one time of rivalries that originate from one club that the other club isn't as into. Like, I don't know if the Bombers are looking at this fixture going, Jesus, is this the one I'd want to win most? But the Ruse would no, say that about Essendon. No, but the Bombers have got this thing. They're in their own heads, all right? They're not worried about the other teams. They're worried about winning a final. Say yeah, it with true. me, final. It's been six and a half thousand days. It's a long but time. It is a very, very long time. Sorry, you've poked me on that, Tom. You didn't need to do it. No, nah, I didn't really right at the end here. But now, nah, look, I'll, I'll I'll be tuning into that game because I'm intrigued at what happens. Um, Suns and Adelaide, I guess that'll do its thing. And have we missed any others there? Uh, that's about it because there's less games. So, look, Friday night we get off to a belter. I mean... Uh, yeah, Carlton winning, just the intrigue that would, that, I mean, that's heat on the Ds, the Blues are back in it, that would really spark something. Yeah. Uh, let, uh, let me let me help you, Tom, and all the tipsters out there, maybe even a multi here, Tom. Melbourne, Port, Collingwood, Dogs, Crows, Giants, Bombers. Done. <laughs> you, you've gone so fast, I can't quite put that together to get you a, to get you a figure. I might might try that uh, shortly. It's not bad. It, it is a genuine round. You you could get them all. There, there's got to be one upset. What's the upset? Give me the upset there. Oh, maybe the Suns can get the uh, get the Crows. That's Crows the, have that's a good win. That's obviously up there in Slippery Darwin. Um, my multi here says I'm getting only ten dollars. Tom, that's how obvious it is. Yeah, I got ten sixty five. Uh, Collingwood a dollar o two. That's a that's a short price favorite. Yeah, that's not worth almost <laughs> looking at there. Uh, I mean, yeah, there you go, ten bucks. That's yeah, that says plenty. Uh, if I if I'm picking an upset there, did the Tigers do a famous win on the road? The Giants have just beaten the Cats. They'd be maybe sitting pretty. Uh, this is like your underdog tipping. You've tipped Richmond at less than two dollars as your underdog. 
Yeah, that they did make a living out of doing that. Uh, all right, I, I liked what I saw from the Hawks. Are the power due to let one slip? No, I don't know about that one either, actually. No, probably Carlton would be my go if I, I was doing an underdog tipping, Seb. Yeah, they're probably they're probably the play. They're the one, they? but I don't really have they've a got so much to play for, Carlton. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm hopeful Essendon might be a bit flat. Nice win against West Coast, travel back from Perth. North get him on the jump, but... Um, yeah, I don't think Brad Scott will be. I think it, it might be a little bit in this for him. Um, I'm hoping yeah, our true, players actually. certainly have something in it. Um, but Jeez, nah. there wouldn't be too many left from his days, though, would there? Still on the list, you've turned that list right over. Jack Siebel, who you think shouldn't even be there. There's an um, there's one from me, Seb. Um, now nah, there's intrigue there, but look, we'll we'll be here to cover the round. Don't worry about that. Yeah, nah, looking forward to Tom cracking around coming up and. Uh, yeah, let's get into these buy rounds. <laughs>